Hello, Googleization Nation, and welcome to Decoding HR Tech, a GGG Unleashed podcast with Amy Warren of Fama. I'm Ira Wolf. And I'm Jason Cochran. In each of Amy's episodes, we'll reimagine everything you thought you knew about HR tech. Let's begin. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. This is Amy Warren, and this is Decoding HR Tech, and I am the VP of Marketing from Fama Technologies. And here we are talking about all things HR tech, and I'm so excited to have with me today Shelly Billinghurst. And Shelly, welcome to Decoding HR Tech. Amy, thank you so much for having me. So Shelly and I have gotten to know each other over the last couple of years, and a conversation with Shelly is always a fun one. Thank you, Amy. <laughs> For everyone who doesn't know, Shelly also has her own podcast, Recruitment Flex. So Shelly, why don't you tell us a little bit about that and tell us a little bit about your background. And then I've got some interesting questions and topics I want to talk with you about that we haven't talked about yet. So I'm excited for that. Okay. That sounds great. Well, thank you. Thanks again, Amy, for having me on your show. Yes, another uh, born out of the pandemic was the Recruitment Flex podcast. We are number one HR podcast in Canada. We talk about talent acquisition and we are almost 250 episodes uh, into this. So imagine we got a lot to say. (laughs) Imagine just finding stuff to talk about. But we talk about current events. We talk about trends, labor market, but it's really anything and everything to do with talent acquisition and recruitment around the world. Because our audience is really split between Canada, US, and interestingly enough, parts of Europe. But a little bit about me, I have been in recruitment, let's just say more than 20 years. I've led recruitment teams. I have built recruitment teams, worked in executive search, but I started my own company about 10 years ago called Higher Value. And I work in recruitment marketing and I help organizations that hire usually between 100 to 10,000 people a year, just in terms of recruitment process, recommending recruitment technology, but just figuring out what's the problem helping them figure out like, why is recruitment broken? Yeah. So again, like, how could anybody find that much to talk about? But you know, Amy, I think there's a lot of stuff that's broken. And I think things have shifted so much with think about how recruiting has been shifting over the last couple of years, like in a way that it hasn't before. So um, I could definitely think of a whole number of things to be talking about. It doesn't surprise me that you were able to do 250 topics on recruitment marketing and all things recruiting. (laughs) And with that, next week, Unleash is coming up and we're a sponsor at Unleash. We're going to be attending. We're really excited to go and kind of see what's new in HR tech. For those of you who may be listening for the first time, What FAMA does is we focus on helping organizations increase quality of candidate by screening for online misconduct issues. So we look at over 10,000 publicly available sources and look for things like threats, harassment, and those kinds of things. So then that way, employers have more information and they're hiring and they can really look at quality of hire. And that's what we do. And so we're excited to go because 
we want to see what else is going on out there. We use AI technology to do all that searching, seeing what other AI is out there. I know you're attending. Mm-hmm. Is there like a top three that you're going and looking for when it comes to offerings and technology out there? So what's different about Unleash is, you know, your typical conference is you've got your presentations or learning opportunities are done in these separate wings of the conference center. And from what I understand, Unleash does it slightly different where they've got the vendors kind of in the same space as where they're doing the different stages in terms of learning opportunities and speakers and subjects discussions. So this is my first time at Unleash. So I'm really interested in technology that is going to solve problems, typically around applicant tracking systems and looking for how companies are planning to use AI more and also solutions that take the mundane out of the everyday part of the recruitment process. And, you know, most importantly, Amy, is I think the reason that companies drag their feet, especially large organizations drag their feet on on switching out their tech is because it's such a painful process. Yeah. Implementation is just, it's agonizing. It is. And there's always cost overruns. So I'll really be interested to, to talk to tech, either tech founders, because that's usually who we speak to when we're there is the Recruitment Flex podcast is we're wanting to interview founders looking for, you know, what's really got some legs here that we are pretty sure this is going to work and really solves a real life market problem. But you know, those are the three things for me, Amy, it's applicant tracking system solutions, removing the mundane part of the recruitment process and implementations. Yeah. And that doesn't surprise me because we did some independent research last fall. And in that we were asking what were some of the requirements that HR leaders are looking for their technology to have an integration is key. And I think we all know that in the HR space when your tech stack is so big, right? You know, 30 plus applications, being able to integrate through all of that is so important. Whether it's like you're working with your clients or things like that, like thinking about the individual HR leader that might be attending Unleash, do you have any recommendations for them as they go and walk through you know, what are some of the things that they should be looking for? What are the some of the things that they should be looking out for? And then on the flip side, anything that they should steer clear of? Something I'm hearing becoming trending, and these are among TA leaders. So not typically, like if you have a director of talent acquisition, unless you are a very large organization, they don't typically have a vice president of talent acquisition. Some global companies do, but Interestingly enough, Amy, it's technology stack that complements one another and not necessarily part of this overall enterprise package. So what I mean by that is looking for best in class in solutions that do just one thing, but plays nicely with others. And so let me give you an example. If you're using like an Oracle Cloud TA leaders are looking to have that independence to have their applicant tracking system be something other than what Oracle Cloud offers. Yep. 
because yep. what you have, what we saw certainly the last HR tech conference that I went to was this rise of basically the layer that goes over those big ERPs to make your applicant tracking system more functional and easier to use. That oh, kind okay. of that wrap around on the front end to make it nicer. It's almost like lipstick. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> putting lipstick on what's missing in these ERPs because it's never their core competence, meaning Oracle's core competence has never been ac- applicant tracking systems. That's interesting because that really aligns with what we hear from our clients, right? So our clients say to us, we want to be working with you because you're the best at what you do, right? You're the largest online screening company. And that's what we want from a product perspective. But we want you to integrate with our background screening provider. We want you to integrate with our ATS, right? But we want to have the benefit of your expertise. So it's play nice with everybody else that we work with and make sure that we can get the data where we want it. However, we really don't want to sacrifice the quality that you bring to the table for that connectivity. So we demand that you have it, but we're less likely to work with somebody else that doesn't have the expertise that you have. We actually, we change our product and we make adjustments in order to meet the needs of the market in that way. And my experience has been, if you don't do that, you're not successful as an HR tech startup. So like figuring that piece out is part of the secret sauce. So I'm sure that when you go and talk with your founders next week, The ones that are figuring that out or have a plan to figure that out have definitely have an advantage over Mm -hmm. ones that don't, right? Mm -hmm. And that are more likely to succeed are the ones that are going to be making those kinds of choices. That also reminds me of one other thing, Amy, that you were asking, and that is what is the things to avoid? And I can tell you within, usually within the first three or four minutes of the pitch with the founder, you know that this is going to go nowhere. They got a lot of money. They said all the right things. And, and, you know, not to say it's vaporware, but (laughs) I think the biggest clue of when to walk away from a vendor booth is when they are saying they've got such a big, broad solution package. In other words, we're going to solve your diversity, equity, and inclusion in the hiring process. We are going to solve diversity, equity, and inclusion throughout the job posting process, then we're also going to be your learning management system. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, yeah, it is, yeah. to me, it's almost like this scattered approach versus looking for vendors who do one thing really, really well. And just one thing. Yep. Solve that one really big problem. And it's got to be a problem. Mm-hmm. It, it really has to be something that is painful that is un- unpleasant or very labor intensive and work that really nobody wants to do anyway. <laughs> that part is key. And for everyone who's listening, Shelly just gave us a really good don't, right? If you're on a booth and they're saying all these things and they're going to promise to solve every single problem that you have, just start walking away because yeah. what's going to happen is 
they probably have a solution for all of those things, but none of them is the solution that's going to be the best solution. So you're going to end up in a place where you get, maybe you've got some incremental benefit in all of those areas, but you're not actually completely solving any of those problems. There's a lot of noise out there, Amy. There's a lot of startups. And as you know, over the last three years, there's been tremendous investment in HR tech. You know, part of what we do at the Recruitment Flex is surface those organizations that we're saying there, there's some real meat on these bones. Yeah. This is not just noise. I can think of even local little startups here in Canada. And I'm just like, you really should give the investors their money back. This has been tried 10 times before <laughs> and it doesn't really solve a problem. It's just scratching the surface or they've never felt the pain of the problem themselves personally. And they've just started up this company because they think that's um, a very true thing. I think somebody who just thinks maybe they've been successful in another industry or in another area and they're going to come in and somehow be successful here. These nuances about the industry that all the listeners know. Uh, all the different tools that I'm working in, why I need to have all these different tools, what problems each of those tools solve for. If you've got a vendor who doesn't understand that or a startup that's trying to figure that out and they haven't been in the space, it's going to take them a long time to do 10 that. years. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, the 10 year, the overnight success that really took 10 years. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So as we come out of Unleash, what are some of the things that you're hoping to come out of Unleash with? Right. So you're going to have interviews with the different tech startups. Do you have okay. any goals? Okay. I would like to come back with some really good interviews. We're going to be recording like just shorter 15 minute interviews kind of on the spot, like right on the, the vendor floor or the conference floor where we are going to be bringing back ones to watch or here's something that that we want to say, hey, we vetted to our audience. And if you're looking to solve this problem, here's a company and then have the interview. That's going to be great. And yeah. you know what? I want to really encourage listeners to check that out. And I will post it on my LinkedIn too once you put that out because because my next follow-up was going to be for those people that don't go to the conference or maybe they have a representative from their company or they're not the ones that go. What should they be looking for afterwards? And I think that this is a great resource for people who haven't gone to the conference and want to get an idea of what's going to be highlighted, what you're highlighting, what you think, almost like the best of the conference that everyone should be checking out. Right. And always from the lens of talent acquisition. Right. There's a lot of HR tech there as well. So what we focus on is finding those real gems of who's solving and we actually look right under the hood, give us a demo, talk to us about what it's built on, what it aligns with, what's the implementation process. So we kind of do that interview on the spot. If they pass, then we'll ask to interview their founder. Well, you're going to have to stop by our booth and talk to McCall about okay. what we're doing for quality of hire and how we're helping in pre-screening which is really interesting, some of the new things that we're doing to help people get to quality of candidate faster, even before they make an offer. So that is the holy grail, Amy. It like, is. Honest to God. So it I, is. I was just doing some research for the podcast around 
what are the top things that talent acquisition, what are we, what are the metrics we should keep our eye on for 2023? Mm -hmm. So what are the new things? Like, not that it's new, but it's more meaningful. I've been in recruitment, as I say, a little more than 20 years and quality of hire is very elusive because it's never been standardized on how we measure it. We instinctively know that a good quality hire is somebody who is productive, engaged, they want to do the work and they're doing well and their leader feels that they've met or exceeded what they envisioned someone's productivity would be at certain points in time. And that's, there's a skill match, right? And then there's the nuances. How do you find out if someone is harassing or somebody's already actively participating in misconduct? They're not going to tell you that in an interview, right? You would be surprised how many times people will publicly post things that are against an employer's code of conduct. And we've had instances where you're getting down to the last three candidates, you screen them. And then you find out maybe it was your top candidate is behavior online is full of misconduct issues. So it becomes, okay, is an opportunity for me to talk with that person about their misconduct or their misconduct could be so extreme or against the employer's code of conduct that they're not even in consideration anymore. And now if you had gone all the way to the offer stage and offered them the job, and then the other two candidates would have been rejected. And now Mm -hmm. you're starting the process all over again. So the other interesting measure, Amy, is the time to offer. So you may have your top candidates. And so one of the things that I believe is a good metric is, and what it tells us is, are we are we doing our due diligence, but not to the point that we're losing our top candidate? So the ability to quickly figure out who should we move forward with. Yeah. You know, I remember the days where screening took no word of a lie, sometimes three months. Oh. And so, you know, because so much has changed in talent acquisition, like we said at the top of the show, yeah. so much has changed. The biggest change is the speed at which we need to work. So taking out any part of the process that is manual and that doesn't add to the end goal. And the end goal is to hire the right person to start within the time frame that we need them and get their time to productivity up, which is where recruitment lets go of your hand as you go off through the threshold and now you've joined your company. But the speed in which we need to respond to candidates, the speed in which we need to get offers in front of them. And yet we still have the responsibility and the due diligence that we need to do to protect the organization. And, you know, it's so funny because it varies too by industry. I know some of our healthcare clients, speed to offer is critical, especially for nursing jobs. If you have to wait to do some extensive checking, the employers know that they, that the candidate will have gotten another offer from somebody else already. So we're working with them to pre-screen candidates, just like you were talking about. So then that way they can make an offer and they felt like they've done a level of due diligence be, at the beginning because we don't do this part of the background check. Some of our partners do, but the credentialing part of the yeah. background check still takes a lot of time. So how can they make an offer 
fast with doing some due diligence and then be able to do the remainder of their background checks afterwards to be able to get that offer in front of the person before another organization does. And that things are going into not days, not months, but hours. Which, you know, thinking back, I did I see it coming? I think my entire career, tech has always been a passion for me. And I've seen it, it speed up and think, I just love it. I just love going and seeing what's new and being able to really drill down very quickly and figure out if this has got legs or not. I want to thank everybody for listening today and definitely go and check out Shelly's Recruitment Flex podcast with Surge. And I will post it on my LinkedIn as well when um, they finish their sort of like best of Unleash and take a look at the different companies that they are recommending because chances are there are things that you want to look at. So even if you didn't get to go to Unleash, you'll get the benefit of Unleash with the work that Surgeon Shelley are doing. So mm-hmm. thank you everyone for joining. This is Amy Warren, Decoding HR Tech, and we look forward to listening to everyone next week. That's it for today's episode. Thank you for tuning in and learning about the future of HR tech. We'll be back next month with Amy for another episode. But until then, please check out Fama's website at fama.io. That's F-A-M-A. Until next time, don't let the shift hit your plans.